with Tamika. Thank you guys for joining me for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika, where you guys already know what it is. We believe in lifting as we climb, turning our trials into treasures, living a life to inspire and not impress, allowing God to fully restore us, and healing to love again. You guys, I hope you are ready for today's episode. I told you guys that I was going to start talking more about love, and I believe today's podcast guest is really going to open us up, not only mentally, but emotionally. I think that we're going to have some good conversation about love. So before we even get started, I want to ask you guys, are you ready? So many people every single year, you know, as we are getting ready to go, or or we're already in February and you are all talked about your new year's resolution and all the things that you were going to do, but are you ready for the things that you've been praying for or planning for, or is it just talk? Are you going to let another year go by where you don't open up to love, where you don't do the things that you need to do to position yourself for that? Or are you really ready? Because if you are ready, I think today's guest is going to have some hard facts that really help us get us in position. It may challenge me a little bit. You guys know I ain't never scared, so this is going to be a good conversation. So without further ado, I want to introduce my podcast guest. You have a minute? I do. I do. I do. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Tell the TWT family a little bit more about you, starting with your name. Okay. So my name is Andre Parody. I live in Los Angeles. I'm a relationship coach, NLP coach, New Linguistic Programming, if you're familiar, coach. I'm an educator of effective communication strategies. That's impressive, huh? That's a hell of a title. (laughs) I'm also a two times uh, Amazon uh, number one bookseller, um, and I'm also an ordained minister. So not only do I help and work with people in their relationships, but some of my clients, I get to marry them myself. I was in March, I was in uh, Texas for a couple that I started working with a couple of years prior, and then right before this, I was in Vegas doing another couple. So like, my life is such an incredible blessing, it's such an honor. Not only to help people with their relationship dynamic problems, right, and 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 then challenges, to help them dismantle, correct, heal from the past, mm-hmm. in order to get into the healthy relationship that you love, that you want, the love relationship that you want. But at the end, to get in front of them and the whole family, I said, "You take this man, you take this." Man. I have to tell you, it's just the greatest. It's That's I live incredible. For- that that truly is incredible. <laughs> I I have a sneaky suspicion. So, I mean, the dichotomy of like relationship coach to minister, it, this didn't just happen by like happenstance. There has to be a story (laughs) behind all this. So let's get into the juicy story. (laughs) They had a bit of a story. So uh, it all started when I was five years old, straight up, if I'm going to, you know, and what happened is I was born in the family where I, my mother didn't want me. So mm-hmm. it was an accident and it, I was born knowing that it didn't belong there. That's it. But it took me till five years old to kind of put it all together. Before that, it was just kind of a feeling. So weird and very strange moment. I don't belong here. These are my people. She doesn't like me. They don't like me. I don't like them. Like weird, weird and kind of freaky as a five-year-old. But what happened is in that moment is I kind of like my, my awareness, understanding that I was pretty much going to be on my own and raise myself. That my my whole internal internal being kind of kind of turned out. Like I became aware and looking at the world and everybody, trying to understand first of all how is that possible. But I became an observer of people, mm. watching people, watching people, watching, trying to understand the world. Like and with that, I became fascinated with the human condition, right? And even and in my memory in school, I was the quiet kid in the corner watching everyone. Like as the one that the misfit, you know, I wasn't completely weird. I always had a friend, but I was not, you know, in any any clicks and remember thinking like, how does this, this guy's got swag and he's 15 years old. How does he get swag? And the girls <laughs> are all after him and this guy's a dork and I'm a geek and I don't belong. And, and this chick is cool. And this one is like, so uh, that became my world. I just watched people as, as five years old. <clears throat> and with that, my awareness, I, I kind of sense, sense things now that radar is so in tune. Mm-hmm. I could pick up energy from, you know, across the space. I could pick up energy across the phone. I could sense things. So it's kind of just, I think we all do that, this, but I'm got a lot of practice. So that's sort of a good, it's a good tool to have with what I do. So, but 
between that age, I went to a private high school. Um, I was a dork. I was invisible, but I ended up in a private high school. You could do, get this, ballroom dancing for PE. And a young girl, I know, a young girl asked me, oh, my God, you want to do it? We have to decide as a couple. I cute little thing. Didn't know she knew I was alive. And she wants me to dance with her. For, I'm going to hold her in my, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so this was another kind of funny thing. So I guess a week later or so, we get to class. And so I'm holding her in my arms. First class in my life. I've never been in a dance class in my life. I, and I remember the teacher on my right. And this is interesting because whatever he demonstrated, I could just copy it, copy wow. it, copy it. It was just there, which is bizarre because I, I don't know where it came from. It's a gift from God. But like it was just sort of, it's almost like I knew this and he was just reminding me and it was just there. So I go from invisible geek within about four months at the, the, the star of the class. Mm. And all the girls want to dance with me because I'm the only one who's catching everything. And they get up. anyway, so it's kind of an interesting switch. With that, we started performing around school. We started performing on the city because we started a little troupe. And anyway, so that moment was probably the first time I remember like feeling a little bit of joy. Like mm -hmm. I was a sad kid, and that just like lifted my spirit. Music and movement when they come together, right? Like just lifts your spirit. You know, singers understand this very well. When you hit that note, they start crying. Like they, mm -hmm. you know, it just moves you, right? So vibrations with vibration. Anyways, that's the only thing I want to do. That's all I wanted to do because that was the only thing that made me smile. It made me breathe. It kind of lifted my spirit. I was a sad little kid. Anyway, so I decided to make that a career. So my parents, um, you know, I was born in Canada, French Canadian. So back on, on the East Coast of Canada, you're going to be a dancer. <laughs> all my brothers and my sisters are lawyers and accountants, right? You're going to be a dancer. But... I didn't want to live otherwise. Like that's, you know what I mean? That's the only thing that made me brought life into my, my body. So, and sure enough, so I, I dance, I went from ballroom to jazz to full on, you know, being a professional dancer. I mean, my, my way to Los Angeles and I ended up working with my, Michael Jackson, Prince, Paul Abdul, Julio Iglesias. I traveled the world for 15 years. I danced, I performed, I choreographed, I taught, I, I produced concerts. I was in Thailand for four months producing like their pop star. I, I produced their world concert. So I did it. Actually, wow. I did it. I, I got it to the top. Dancing. Fantastic. Um, but 15 years into it, I, I ended up meeting my, when you come back to Los Angeles after traveling and, and performing, you teach. Right, mm -hmm. so this is the the, the fillers between the gigs. So how you teach dance class, you teach dance class. When you come back from Michael Jackson, your class is full, right? Because right. an, an opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I met my wife in my class. Oops. I mean, where else can be? <laughs> Oopsie, there she was. Anyway, um, and we've been together for quite a few years. <clears throat> we married. But I, when I decided to start a family, I wanted to be present. I was not going to be touring the world. I was, I was, you know, it sounds glamorous. It's a lot of work. And you're never home. And you're always in a hotel. And, you know, whatever. So I decided to ground myself. And I told my agent, I'm not leaving. I'm going to work in town. Or I'm not, I'm not going. And she thought mm -hmm. I was crazy. But I opened a business in Los Angeles to stay grounded. That's how I managed to buy a house and raise my kids and stay local. And, you know, I did it. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I managed to, my business was six minutes from my house wow. and the kids' schools were two blocks away. So as I'm the boss, so I do whatever I want, <clears throat> but I was at every recital with my wife, every meet, every parade, every Christmas parade, every Halloween, right? We were there with the kids and that's what I wanted because that's what I didn't experience as a kid. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. This entire time, I was always in personal development. Personal mm -hmm. development workshop, you know, because I needed to get my life together. I was confused. I was struggling with stuff. I had no self-esteem. Even with this work, like at 23, that's when I started, like trying to churn. To, I wanted to succeed. So Monday workshops, mindset workshops, you know. And again, it worked. It took me all the way to Michael Jackson, but I never stopped. Mm -hmm. I'm a curious guy. I want it. If you got something that you're so passionate about, I want to know what you got. I, I'm mm -hmm. just curious. Right? I'm just one of those. So in 2006... I was in San Jose, Northern California, 
in a business workshop. I was trying to raise my profits on the business. I sit in there for three days, you know, learning how to expand and blah, grow. So on the flight back to Los Angeles, I'm sitting with two of a couple that I met in the workshop. Seemingly randomly, we're flying back together to Los Angeles. That's so random. So <laughs> the woman says to me, what do you do next weekend? I go, mm, I'm free. She goes, I go, why? She goes, you want to come to a workshop? It's on me. I'm like, of course, because those things are expensive. Now, you yeah. know, she's spotting me and. And I'm one of those. Like, I want to, and and after I agree, I said, well, "What's the workshop?" <laughs> like, I agree without even knowing what it was because <laughs> you're always going to learn something, right? She says it's called. Oh, it's called understanding women. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there is such a thing, right? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Who's teaching this class? <laughs> right. <laughs> It is, you have to, I have to say, without, without arrogance, because I'm artistic personality, I'm easygoing, I'm big, I'm, you know, I'm blah, 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 that I've, I've always had an ease with the ladies, and I thought it was me. Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you why, but I mean, I didn't do the crazy stuff that my friends did. I always attracted sweet women. It was always easy. It was always smooth. You know what I mean? So I, then I'm like, I'm going to spend a weekend in a workshop <laughs> understanding women okay <laughs> and i'm like not not arrogant just like god i know this right know you know be, yeah. be sweet be kind don't yell be be attentive blah blah i got it right anyway so i went in there a little bit aloof but i was there because i said i would i'm that guy and uh 400 people in this space i'm like i remember walking and go okay this isn't gonna be cute there's nothing going on here like i could feel it <laughs> so all I can tell you is the end of the workshop, I slipped off my chair seven times. Wow. Off of my chair with the things that I was learning about you ladies. Wow. How you process, how you do things, how you take things personally and why. Because you do, but we don't know why. You don't know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. like, so at the time I'm married, we have two little kids. Life is great, Right. But I realize I know nothing about women, which means I know nothing about my wife. Mm. <laughs> alarm, 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 right? Yeah. Again, I'm a smart guy. I'm not going to be a statistic because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. All my siblings are divorced two, three times. Like I have my baby girl, my kids, and I'm going to mess that up because I didn't know. Oh, hell no. Right. So I jumped in the company like a fool and learned everything that they had to offer. Wow. Then I started assisting their workshops so I could be in there for free, just assisting to continue, you know, integrating the work and because you hear it, you hear it, you hear it, right? Because it's a lot of details and became a workshop leader for them because I'm a teacher at heart, right? That's a no-brainer. So that's how my, this career started, 2006. Um, and ended up, from there, I continued training. John Gray, Marcin Venus, Esther Perel, who's, you know, a therapist from New York City, the French therapist, who at the time was unknown. She's huge now, but... Esther Perel, right? Um, wow. Auntie Felhan in the South and Dr. Pat Allen here in Los Angeles. 48 years as a therapist, family child, marriage therapist, taught me everything that she learned in her career. Like sitting in a, in a room with four other people for three and a half years, learning all of her magic, all of her knowledge. All of, so I have a cocktail of information, you know, from different angles. Dr. Allen's a, a therapist. Alison Armstrong is uh, um Anthropology. John Gray is not about all about the chemistry of our bodies and our minds, which uh, behave uh, the, the ch changes our behaviors. Um, Shanti Felhan is about love and respect dynamic. And Superwell is all about intimacy, relationship intimacy, why people cheat, why they don't cheat. Mm. Oh my goodness! Right. So this cocktail that I have that just because I could just get biting, and eventually, you know, I was doing both businesses for a while, and I. It became too big, something I had to give. So I actually had to sell the other business to do this wow. full-time. So now this is all I do full-time. I, I, I coach, I help men and women in their relationship challenges understand the, 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 like really break down the, the, the dynamic, why men do what they do, why men commit, why they don't commit, you know, all the stuff that you understand as a woman that men can't, explain by the way right men are, men are very binary you're a yes or a no but they can't really explain it to you it's just to say yes or no mm -hmm. right so like this, this knowledge isn't out there because 
you can't ask a man, why, why don't you want to commit to me? It's going to go, I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't explain it. So we decoded mm-hmm. all this. So I could teach this stuff now, right, ladies? Like, you know, what makes a man show up? Why does he commit? When it's time to cross over into sexuality, it's a big, huge deal. There's a lot of anthrop- anthropology stuff in there that is we're blind to. We think we'll be on this. We're not, mm. right? And so all these things. So I call it, I say I have the owner's manual. If you're a woman, I have the owner's manual for men. I could break down men, and you can actually learn how to talk to them, how to get everything you want out of them, how to get the hero, to get the, the support, the help, the provide. Like men naturally, men naturally want to provide, protect, cherish, and give, mm-hmm. right? Um, support and help women mm-hmm. instinctively, instinctively. Like mm-hmm. no manipulation needed, but you have to know how that works because you won't get any of that if you don't know, you know, what he needs to do that. Yeah. And again, again, he can't explain it, and vice versa, right? Women always say, "It's the stuff. It's the small stuff. I can't. I can't get the small stuff. I don't need that much. You just need that, right?" But to us, man, what the hell does that mean? What do you mean? Right, right. Because we quantify everything. So if it's small, has no value. This is how mm-hmm. we, it is in our world. So the small stuff, like, I, 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 I right? But I can teach you. <laughs> the small stuff looks like this, right? She needs to feel cherished. She needs to feel that you care. She feels that she needs a little conversation. She's the connection to feel safe, and all of a sudden. She comes back to being lovely and warm and feminine because mm-hmm. you did the stuff that brings her peace in her heart that she feels connected and safe. But mm-hmm. we're, we're blind to that when you say it's a little small stuff. So it's really, super, really fun. Yeah, like super blind to it. And I, I think first, you, I'm so jealous that you were able to like dance with Prince and Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Aladu, and all these like amazing dancers and artists. And I, I love what you said about like the power of movement. Um, me and my husband together, we're a blended family and we have eight kids. And one of our girls, um, I know, right? Eight kids? <laughs> eight kids, I know. Okay, I you win, you win. <laughs> you win everything. You win everything. You can go home. You win. <laughs> one of our girls, she um, has recently got into dance and she does like lyrical and jazz and hip hop and um, tap and like all the, all the things right and it has literally changed her her mood her behavior like oh, everything. Oh. she was so angry and like just had a lot of like struggles and yep. putting her in dance like because because all of that stuff needs to go somewhere and I believe when she's on that dance floor it releases it and it allows her to like Express. Absolutely, it, it saved my life. I mean, I was a depressed child forever. I didn't. I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna go far or make it far because there was no reason for me to be here. You know what I mean? I just really believed that. Like there was all the circumstances in my life was like, you know, you need to go. You don't. Yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to be here. You need to go. But the moment, like I said, the dancing, the music, the lifting my spirit, because you understand, you understand that every emotion that we have creates a chemistry in our bodies, mm. right? So just like exercising, dancing is another layer with the music, but you release dopamine, endorphins, all kinds of chemicals to, that make you feel good. It lifts your spirits. It clears your brain. It de-stresses you. It right. gets you grounded, right? And like you just could have, obviously, you could be present mm-hmm. as opposed to, ah, la, 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 right? Like, because people are stressed out, and all, ah, right? And again, if you don't feel safe, if you feel like neglected, right? Abandoned by life, your parents, whatever, like abandonment, neglect, and abuse issues of all kinds, more big and large, right? Like this grinds us down. And it was so literally dancing, which I all that's all I wanted to do is because it made me smile and lifted my spirit. It really saved my life. It changed my chemistry. Mm, it changed I my chemistry that. of a depressed child. And it lifted my spirit that I went I went from being depressed and not wanting to be here much longer to this is kind of okay. This is yeah. all right. Right. And then it went into, you know, this isn't so bad. And then maybe, maybe I could hang out a little longer. And all of a sudden, like, you know. I think I can make something with this mm-hmm. and like literally changed my chemistry of my brain. And I literally, I, that healed me completely. I'm literally like living it right now and I'm seeing it in action. So I 100% agree with you. And, and I know that it's possible. Um, and then on the flip side, all of this like personal development that you've done also jealous of that because I, I am, I am that way too. Like I sign up for every webinar, every, mm-hmm. like, I love knowledge. I love to teach it. And I believe that we can't give people what we haven't first put into ourselves. So I love, like, I am a student of life. Like I am always 
of just learning and, and growing. And, and I think that that's what we're supposed to do as humans in, the, in this human experience. So I want to talk about some of these secrets that you have, but I want to start with something. So I, I think, and you tell me what you believe, 2020 did a number on people Ooh. and it did a number on relationship. Let's, die, let's just die. Okay. Let's talk about what it did. Whew. Well, so it's interesting because I think for, for what I see for myself first and the people around me, and I'm a public person and I'm at the gym five days a week. I have my entire network out there, right? As part of, so my buddies, my friends, who we are, what we are attached to, my, you know, and my, my outside friends outside of this, we were all on the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the blindly just going from like Monday to Friday and just getting a couple of days of on the weekend to start again, start again, start again. And just, it's just spinning, it's just spinning, 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 spinning. And all of a sudden when this whole thing went dead, <clears throat> it was like, wait, what <laughs> did I mean? <laughs> and I refused to not train. So I, 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 was, I remember they closed the world on a, Sunday night, and by Monday, I thought, well, I live in the hills, and you know, so I thought I was just going to stop running in the hills to stay in shape. You know, I can't live, but I'm going to run. That lasted one day, and I'm like, this is bull. This is bull. This is not going to work. This crap. So I, I had some, my gym friends have friends who have gym friends. So I found a private gym owner who had this little teeny gym where you bring one person at a time type of thing as opposed to a big franchise. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, get over here, join us. So I continued training like I did the whole time, but it changed us. It changed all of us. Yeah. It kind of made us rethink everything. And I think within about a year of this, after we adjust to do what the hell is going on, it, it turned into, you know, why were we doing this this whole time? Like, right. what the hell was I, and that, don't want to go back to this. There's another way to do life. We're doing it right now. It's different, but it's not necessarily bad. And like, interesting. So in the, I think in the REM relationship, it was interesting because a lot of people ended up stuck in the house together. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you kind of figured out, you know, what you made of together, you know, yeah. because there was a stress and the anxiety. Some people got in tighter. Some people made them collapse completely. Mm -hmm. Some people find out all kinds of things that were going on the outside when the world got shut down, like all of a sudden the communication stopped and like things were radically different. And a lot of people found out a lot of things that were happening that they didn't know until that happened. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, so it was interesting. So I think that was a wake up call, I know for me and us into, you know, how, why do we do this? And, you know, not wanting to go back to that. Yeah, because it was I, I and I still feel that way. Like, I know a lot of horrible things happened for people during 20, you know, the whole yep. that whole two years. But for me, it was really the best years of my life. Like me and my family were like, just I mean, we just really got close. And I was able to find out things about my husband. He found out things about me that we just never had the time to talk about, you know, because you're just like you said, you're on this imaginary hamster wheel or treadmill, not going anywhere fast, right? Just, yeah. uh, I, I, I want to talk about, I read this book years ago, um, and I don't know if you've read it. It's called Men Are From, v or Women Are From Venus, Men Are From Mars. Yeah, Dr. John Gray. One John of my Gray, yes. One of my, one of my teachers. Yes, um, the, how vastly different men are. And I believe it's in that book that he talks about men's um metaphorical some of some men have an actual like man cave or some of them have a metaphorical man cave and what ends up happening is women we don't need man caves because we need to just <laughs> do this all day long where men need to go in and process and think um but besides that yeah. are men and women really that different oh my god wait when he says mars and venus it makes me laugh i'm like oh <laughs> it's it's that's that's too close it's two different galaxies. <laughs> and I'm seriously, because it, 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 we're complete opposite of each other. So it's not even a little bit. And this is where in the culture, we have this thing about equality, right? Equality, equal rights, equal pay. Equal, beautiful, I get that. Of course, equal rights, equal pay. Yes. But then it transgressed and moved into men and women are supposed to be the same. Like, mm -hmm. like, like we, we're the same. So uh, women have to be strong, independent, and powerful like men. Now we're raised to go girl, boss, babe, like a man. 
<laughs> right? That's that's the new normal. And if you're not that, there's something wrong with you because that's the modern woman, and you're supposed to be that. Because if you're not, you're a traitor to the sisterhood of you go girl, right? Like <laughs> so, but there's a cost to pay for that, right? Women acting like men, there's a hell of a cost that comes along with this. On the other side, we we figure men are toxic. That's ridiculous. Masculinity is toxic. No, it's not. But the idea of that men are too big, those are the guys, those are the people that hurt people, right? So if you like crush them down and minimize them and soften them up, they're going to be more safe, right? So make them sweet and sensitive and kind and talkative and vulnerable. That's your girlfriend, yeah. right? <laughs> but if you manage, and in our culture has managed to crush down masculinity a lot, What's interesting is it doesn't make the world a safer place. It makes the world a more dangerous place because mm -hmm. it, it's the lack of masculinity in men that makes them dangerous and toxic and erratic and unpredictable. Men naturally, like, naturally and pride themselves in controlling their emotion, being stoic, kind of like not being the rock in a storm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when life is all men are stoic and they think it through and, they, you know, as we, like so women are more emotional and the fact you need stoic men to calm you down to be the rock in the storm right so there's a there's a beauty to this it's an appropriate complete appropriate way of being and as a yin yang of men and women we need that in order to help each other right it's the opposite side of us that we need to balance mm -hmm. so when you make men soft and vulnerable and sensitive and talkative and they're, they're emotional like women, which is, but these guys are still testosterone filled. So these are the guys who are toxic. These are scammers. These are the cheaters. These are the murderers. These are the, these are the dangerous ones. It's not masculinity that is dangerous. It's the men without masculinity. They can't control themselves. They can't manage their emotion and they explode. And those are the dangerous ones. So it's backwards that people think. So we actually need to, help men step into being masculine and stoic and providing and protecting women, children, planet, everything that's weaker, because that's what men do instinctively, naturally. But now in our culture, we shame men out of being masculine, so they pull back, right, which makes you feel very unsafe as women. There's nobody to, to be your heroes any longer, right? And, and everything that we do naturally is now toxic, so mm -hmm. men push back, and women are like, what are all the men? Well, you keep pushing it back. You make them wrong for who they are. And so this is what you get. On the other side, when women are masculine, go girl, boss, babe, that's all fine. But in the world of relationship with men, I'm going to say it. I'm sorry, but it's going to trigger people. But that's just what it is. Love y'all. But masculine women, you know, I, it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit when I hear this. You know, I intimidate men. And I go, Ooh. <laughs> I know. Get over yourself. No, you don't. You may intimidate boys because in my world, there's three types of men. Oh, this they're, is good stuff. The boys, guys, and men, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea that they all look the same, but the three different, completely different temperament, which is the first thing I teach the ladies. You have to know who you're dealing with. Having a penis does not mean you have a man in front of you. Mm -hmm. Right? Seriously, that's factual, right? There, 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 there are boys walking around in grown men's bodies, and they're just children. Ooh. Unstable spoiled, ridiculous, don't want to take care of you, don't want to pay for you, don't want to do any of that. They're boys, right? So they look the same, not the same beast, right? But so I was what I was saying right before that, I was talking about, oop, I got all caught up in my three boys, my boys, guys, and men. What was I saying just before? Just sorry. Um, oh, you were talking about, <clears throat> oh, goodness, goodness. I don't goodness, know. I know. But I, I do want to say, surprisingly, I do agree with everything that you're saying. And I am, I think Ooh. I'm more of like a traditional. Well, go yes. ahead. You, you got your. You no, know, I, I, got, I got it back. So when I hear women say, you know, I. I oh, you I intimidate. Yeah. Intimidate yeah. man, right? I go, no, you don't. You may intimidate boys because they're, you know, they're soft and feminine, right? And they're scared of their own shadows. But with the record, the rest of us, with men, you're not intimidating. You're straight up irritating. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I well, no, I mean it's true, like your masculinity is disrespectful to mine. I'm the man. Right? I, and you I'm, know what? I, I'm, I'm not saying I... this, right? I'm not saying this because I'm trying to like step on top of you. It's like if you're gonna try to man me up, we're gonna have a problem. And so what happened is in you know, again at work is gonna work, you're gonna irritate man, they're gonna roll, you know, they're gonna walk away from you, they're gonna resist you, you know, because they, they feel disrespected. You can't 
right? You can't <laughs> step on me. Yeah. But at work, it'll happen. But in a relationship, men won't tolerate it for a second. So mm-hmm. if you're going to be manly, a masculine men will literally just shade you. Like they will not give you the time of day. They won't even acknowledge you. Like that energy is palatable for us. And a masculine woman is is the last thing you want to deal with in love. You think you're a boss, babe? Okay, see ya. And and we'll go look for feminine women. It's just you nature know what? again. It's so interesting. When me and my husband were first dating, um, because I used to I I'm gonna tell on myself, I used to have that ignorant mindset, right? And and just negative mindset that I intimidated men or, you know, I, I used to think like that years ago before I started my own personal development and before I started my own mm-hmm. practice. And my husband, because I do carry a lot of, I don't think I carry any masculine energy, but I am like a boss. You know, I do, I, I know how to handle business and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But my husband, when we first started dating, he was so shocked and relieved that I was soft and I was feminine and I wanted him to open my door and I wanted him to like pay. And I want, you know, even though I could do all those things on my own, I wanted to be protected. I wanted to be led. I wanted to lead me. And because all the other women that he had dated previous to me, he was like, women don't want that anymore. But like, and some of them, they want all the benefits of being like cared (laughs) for and all this, but then they still want to run a relationship. That don't work. That, thank you. I mean, so it's beautiful, right? So it, again, it's all it's nature. It's nature. Mm-hmm. So we we program men and women to be opposite in of their, of their natural essence nowadays, and we think it's better. And it works like as if a business money to a point. You still irritate, you know, each other. <laughs> Just do. But when it comes to love, I mean, I've had some very masculine, feminist. Don't need no man. You're trying to take us back to the 50s. You know, who, what are you up to? Like, what's wrong with you? I go, the oh, whole neck rolling I'm, Oh, yeah. All that. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you don't. No, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, no, hold on. Let me explain. I'm not a, I'm not a chauvinist. I'm not trying to get us back to the 50s. However, there's things that work and things that don't work. And if you complain that men don't show up. Uh, isn't a lot of it biological? Like it's biological. Nature, nature is biological. You know, if you think you can lead a man, or if you if you if you think men should obey you, ladies, you're out of your mind. Men don't obey mind. nobody. Men don't obey nobody. <laughs> so if you get a man to obey you, that's a boy, and you're gonna pay for that later because it's a price to pay. You get you're gonna be his mama. You're gonna drive him by the nose. You're gonna tell him what to do. You get him to tell him what he should do. You're gonna tell him right. This is mothering. Mothering is not. Very attractive. Yes, I'm going to say it. So sorry. Nobody wants to sleep with their mom. No, no. No, it's no. Not an epiphany because if you if you do go into a relationship like that, within five years your relationship will be over. And the epiphany that I just got is when you mm. were a five year old little boy and you realize you're most of us. If if you're in tune and if you have gifts, and I think all of us do, I just think society and social media and the scrolling and all that stuff has dumbed yeah. us down. But yep. if you're in tune with yourself at five, between five and seven, you know who you are. So that's when kids start to, you know, their identity and all this great stuff. Yep. So in a relationship, the identity of your relationship begins to form. And after five years, five years in, you're going to feel like I'm his mom, not his woman. And this ain't working. Oh, I'm telling. I'm gonna tell you this. This is the way it goes. Are you ready? This got the the way it goes. So, you want a man who's gonna like you know you can control because somehow you feel safe in that. But he don't feel safe ever because a woman don't feel, doesn't feel safe with a man she can control because mm-hmm. he can't protect her. He can fight for her. She knows that. But when you're stuck in man mode, right? You know you don't want to take his shit, and you're gonna blah blah, and he's gonna acquiesce and acquiesce and acquiesce. Right? That's a boy, right? He's gonna encourage you to be. Independent girl is going to go go for the promotion, give a second promotion, go girl when he's on the couch with a dog spooning and smoking <laughs> a joint and writing his music, right? Like, and I hate to say, video games. right? Because they don't want to work, they want you to work, they're so proud. So, you basically flip the script. You're the man, he's the girl, he wants to be comfortable and chill as you're killing yourself, but you think you're supposed to be that girl, right? You're proud of that, okay? Fine, this is the worst thing. It lasts between a year, three years. Right, depends on the cycle. Depends how needy he is, and depends how young you are. Because women will keep that up, that pace when they're young. But by the time they get to the thirties, that shit goes out the window. Because mm-hmm. you, right? 
But get this, this is a terrible thing that happens. This is like predictable. When you are the, his mother, right, within a few months, the sex out the window, because again, no one wants to sleep with her son and no son wants to sleep with his mother. So that goes out the window. But he wants you to baby him. He's always in trouble. He can't pay for his, you know, has yeah. to move in with you because his landlord is this. He's driving a car because he can't afford to fix this piece of crap, right? All this stuff. Like you have a child on your hands, but, you know, he'll be in bed with, you know, with you at the end of the day. So good or whatever. All yeah. that stuff, right? You'll bathe the hell. The horrible news is eventually, however long it lasts, because he's not sleeping with you, Right. You'll find out after supporting him for three, four, five, six, seven years, you know, you have enough. You lose respect for him completely. You want him to man up. You want him to get a job. He doesn't, right? You're trying to help him get on his feet because you want him to. He doesn't. He won't. He doesn't want that. He's not interested in that. He'll say he is, but he's not, mm -hmm. right? So your life is now hell. Anyway, by the time you dump him, you'll find out the whole time, this is standard, he has a girlfriend on the side. Ah. And now you go, I've been conned. I have nothing. I've, lost, I've wasted five years of my life, and the whole time he was playing me. Now, you're, you're, the possibility of you having a healthy relationship with men has drastically changed because yeah. like, you just got conned and taken. But what started all this is your energy is inverted. When you're a masculine mm -hmm. woman, you only attract feminine men, boys, which will ruin your life sooner or later. If you're a feminine woman, you attract masculine men naturally. That's just nature. It's just energy, yin yang. That you know, masculine and feminine, positive and negative. It's just energy. Everything is energy, and everything in nature is polarized. Anything that works, multiplies, flourishes, is polarized. Mm. One cannot exist without the other. So it's not equality between men and women. It's men and women coming together, complementary, creating a relationship, a dynamic, a partnership. Her part. His part, completely different, not the same, right? Look behind me. Back to the metaphors of dancing. This is my wife and I dancing. Oh, I love that. So this is the bottom frame, right? So this is, there's no equality here, mm -hmm. right? There's like this complementary, right? And it's not that she's passive because I'm leading and she's supporting my lead, right? And following my, my leadership, but she's not passive. She's doing everything I'm doing backwards and addressing the high heels. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. Right? She has to hold her frame for her to understand my communications and my arms. We don't talk, right? But everything is communicated to the body, through the energy. I am a leader, which I love, but as a lead, I have to be sensitive to her. Like, yeah. I, can, I, I could crank her. I could, you know, I could crank her too hard. I could overlead her. It's factual. I could hurt her, leading her too hard if I'm too much of a bully. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Same thing in relationships. Mm. I, I lead with sensitivity to her needs, right? In, in exchange for the dance to work, she has to be vulnerable to my leadership. Mm. That's feminine, by the way. Opposite of control is vulnerability. Control is masculine. Vulnerability is feminine. So she has to be vulnerable to my leadership, right? But in that, she has to trust and know that I'm not going to mm. hurt her. She has to know that I'm not going to hurt her. So for her to relax and let go and be vulnerable as she's doing her part, and let me lead. She trusts that I'm not going to spin her into a wall or a table, right? And guess what? She becomes in that energy of vulnerability and openness, feminine. Uh. She opens right up. And I'm telling you, I've been dancing with my wife for 30 years. And we go dancing, and I take her on a little trip on the dance floor, and I still can make her squeal. Oh, my goodness. I like love it's still, <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I, she's, she's open. She's vulnerable. She yeah. lets me lead. I will, like, whoo, like pull a little trick here. say, like, whoo, what was that? Right? <laughs> We're both in the moment. I'm more calculated a little bit because I'm leading. But I'm telling you, the magic of this is the yin-yang is beautiful. And I'm telling you, even though I seem to be doing all the work, I'm not. I'm doing my part, but I'm leading as she's you know, responding to my leadership. But I'm telling you this. I'm making the whole thing happen, but no one is looking at me. Mm, they're they're all looking at her because mm -hmm. she's happy, radiating, feminine joyful like the energy beaming out of her because yeah. she's open and vulnerable and present you know it's magnetic it's magnificent and mm -hmm. this every time watch bottom dancing you never look at the guy no you're all yeah you never look at the guy on the girl and you they're always trying to exaggerate the guys trying to make him visible <laughs> no but no one's paying attention to, you know no what's one. interesting um a couple of days ago i was with a group of my girlfriends and my husband called on facetime 
And I literally became like a little like, huh, you know, and they Hi, were baby. like, yeah, they were like, because in, in that group, I'm the alpha, I'm the strong one right, with my right. girls. And then when I get as soon as, and they were like, he just literally, and I said, that's because he's a man. Only a man can make me gushy, straight up. mushy like that. Straight up, like, straight up, straight up, straight up. I, I have a client who's a CEO of what's the company? Like it's this monster company CEO and she, boss babe and all that stuff. But she learned because she was she couldn't get a date. She got ghosted. She's beautiful. She's young. She's loaded. Right? I go, honey, you're a dude. You're a dude. You have to stop being a dude. And my my favorite line is like, you know, you could be a boss babe all you want, but you have to leave your balls at work. <laughs> because you're gonna irritate all the men in the world, the ones that you're interested in, everyone. Anybody okay. who's masculine in any level will walk away from you. They don't want nothing to do with you with your balls in their face. <laughs> so how do you show up, change your energy, this ritual, to so change your energy from boss babe to a woman in the world who's mm. radiant and joyful and happy and she's literally like radiating, you know. Like, give, us, give us three. Give us three ways that women can do this. You have to simply, huh, it's very simple. To be masculine is to be in your head. To be mm. feminine is to be in your body. Mm. So when you're a boss, babe, you're stuck in your head. You're calculating. You're pushing. You you know that you're working. You're leaning. You're scheduling. It's all masculine. It's all the doing of life is masculine. So you have to be masculine to work. Okay, I'll give you that. But if you don't recalibrate or change gear, leave your balls at work, you stay masculine, and you still manage everything. And so you become you you stay aggressive. You stay you know. Um, Pushy, you stay productive, you stay, you know, you direct everything, you direct everyone, you can't turn it off, you know what I mean? You're not cooperative as much, you're irritating, right? You just manage everything. Nobody likes this. Mm. But they say, this is who I am, right? Okay, that's fine. My point is, that's not, it's, the, it's masculine energy. Men are looking for the soft, anyway, so... I, I give away my clients like rituals to get out of their heads into their bodies. Mm. And the moment you get out of your head and find ways to slip into your body, the vibe changes. Easy. Now all of a sudden, like the tension, the tension releases from your body. The moment the tension releases, your face softens. And yeah. your face softens, people will notice and they look at you, smile, go, Good morning. Hi. And like it's just, it's get into your body, get into I your body, get into your body. I work with um, Andre, I tell them, to leave the light on and like this is metaphorical right so yeah. many women walk around you know when you're saying like soften your face and so many of them walk around like with this scrawl and like all the things all the lists going in on their heads in their head yep. and all this yep. right and i always tell them you know how like when back in the day if you trick-or-treated you didn't go to the houses that the lights were off you only went to the lights the houses with the lights on. So inviting, inviting. Yeah. Yes, come here. I'm, I'm, I'm available here. Exactly. Men are not going to approach you because they don't see your light. So you Seriously. have to be able to turn that light on. I feel like I can talk to you forever. Oh and yes. There's so much more that I want to get into. So we are definitely going to have a part two of okay. this. Um. So I'm. I we are definitely, definitely closer to Valentine's Day. I want to have. Oh back yeah, on yeah. Because I want to talk about. You kind of started to allude to it, and I want us to talk about at our next um interview mm -hmm. chronological age versus emotional age. Because I think what when you, you talked about boy man guys, I, and, yeah, so many men are hurt little boys that are walking around, and then women are hurt little girls. Yep. And so they're leading with their emotional age yep. where they're stunted at emotionally instead Ooh. of their chronological Ooh. age. And I, yes, that's good stuff, right? So we have to have that conversation. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's what I do with my clients. The first thing we do is that work because I yes. can't get anybody in a healthy relationship when you're carrying the baggage of your childhood and the relationship that can you know kind of prove your childhood or the belief of your childhood i, I can't get you here we have to clean all that up so we start with that so you're actually free to make your own decision as opposed to be run by your subconscious and the false belief your inner child that inner, inner child, child drives everything drives everything so i can't wait to have you back but, but we, i need you to talk about your hmm. book and how folks can get in contact with you because i Ooh. i can already feel my spider senses where People are like, ooh, I need to get into a workshop, a coaching session, something that he has. So please tell the TWT family how we can learn more about you until part two of this episode comes out. Love it. Actually, if you don't, I have two gifts for you listeners. Yes. Two gifts. Is that cool? 
That's totally so because cool. I do a lot of podcasting because again, I didn't quite tell you this earlier, but I this is my life, this is my business, this is what I do full time. This is not a hobby, right? That's helping my mortgage and the cars. That's my world. I love it. I <laughs> it's so satisfying, but that's not the God mission. Mm-hmm. I have a God mission that came upon me a few years back that I used to present because it's so big. Mm-hmm. And the mission is I am I my purpose is to spread this worldwide. Mm. What's that? What's out there in the, world, the realm of relationship? What's what's in our culture? Does actually is actually is actually keeping everybody for being able to build healthy, long term relationships. Mm-hmm. When relationships don't work, families don't work. When family don't work, the children that are the fruit of that don't you know get don't get to be raised, balanced, and able to bond and create their own healthy relationships. So when that happens, society falls apart, the world falls apart, right? So family and children is what we have to get back to for society to thrive again and put back this dynamic masculine and feminine and the beauty of marriage, the beauty of families, the beauty of building things together, understanding and making that work. That's the only, but right now all this is falling apart. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm podcasting a lot, trying to spread that message that it is doable, there is hope, there's, there's just, it's actually easier than you think, right? It's out there right now, it's, it's, it's a nightmare because we've dismantled everything that's normal and everything that works. And I'm not thinking about, I'm not talking about going back to the 50s at all, but there's a modern way to do this that works. Mm-hmm. Come and learn, right? So anyway, this is my God mission. It's, it's going to be, it's supposed to be, are you ready for the words? Oprah big. So. Yeah. So my job, along with other disruptors, you and other people that are big disruptors in the world, my job is to spread the world and bring culture back to what works. Healthy, loving relationships, families, culture, society. Okay. So in that, (laughs) a lot of podcasts. And what I notice is there's two types of people who listen to podcasts, Mm -hmm. which I find interesting. So the people who want some information. Right, so people are just curious. They want information. They're dabbling, right? They want to know, like they're they're listening to the podcast. They're, you know, right, uh, uh, reading books and you know, like going to workshops, trying to get information. I get it. It's cool. So if you're a listener who's looking for information, I'm going to give you my direct email. If you email me at Andre Coaching, the number one at Gmail, you'll go right to my personal email. And if in the subject box you write irresistible book i will send you my book that i wrote is called the five feminine qualities high value man find absolutely irresistible Mm. this is my work with men and men talking about exact opposite of what i said being irritating being in their face but you know i mean like these are the five qualities that men it's a workbook there's 30 pages or so it's got like stuff for you to write in, and it's a workbook. It's actually really, really good. I sell this on my website. If anybody wants it, Andre Coaching One, Irresistible Book, and I'll send it to you. I love that, Andre. But for oh free. That's one. So that's for the, uh, the information seekers. If you're more a person like you, I resonated or something resonated for what I said, that you want to dig in a little bit. You're a little bit more brave, want to take action. Action people. Andre Coaching One. And the subject matter is say, talk now. And what I'll do is I'll send you the link to my calendar. You book yourself a time that's open on my calendar. We do an, an hour Zoom like you and I are doing right now. And we'll dig. We'll find, you know, people call me because they're stuck. They're like the loop, they're stuck, they're stuck. It's always the same ending, right? They feel desperate and stuck. Yep, I get it. And then that one call, we'll basically have a conversation about, you know, what is it that's not working, where you're stuck. And then we're talking about childhood, right? Like I go right there. Because yes, people come at me, well, what's, what's wrong with me? I always attract, and it's never working out. I go, let's go back. In 15 to 20 minutes, we go right to the source mm. and realize what happened to you, where the wheels came off that you forgot, mm. right? And we go, ta-da, so there's nothing wrong with you. You're a product of your past. Mm-hmm. This is why you're stuck in being masculine. This is why you're stuck to be feminine if you're a guy who's broken, right? So yeah. understanding it's not your fault that this is what happened, right? That means. It's fixable. Yeah. It's fixable because now you know what it is. So, mm-hmm. and then I go, so we peel that onion. So now we know, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just a product of your past. So what's the dream? What is it that you want? Right? What's the dream life? It's a marriage, kids. It's companionship. It's what is it? 
And now, and from there, we'll just talk about ways for you to get involved. Right, yeah, but, you you know, and then just a different way to get involved with me, it's for me to teach you stuff. So, but that call alone, for some people, it changed their lives because they understand there's nothing wrong with them. They're just, you know, and so it's very liberating, whether we work together or not. So that's my gift number two. I love that. Tuesday with Tamika family, do not, do not listen to me clearly. I need you guys to lean in. Do not miss this opportunity. Make sure you go over. We will, I will have those emails in the description of this episode, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of the other streaming sites, I will have the links. Go over, email Andre, go get those gifts so you can start to live the life that you dream and you pray about. Listen, we need to stop dreaming. We need to stop praying and we need to wake up and make it happen for ourselves. Mm. And he has the tools a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge to make it happen. I am definitely, Andre, going to have you back on the podcast. Absolutely. To dive deeper into this inner child healing and this chronological age versus physical age. I want all of you, first of all, thank you so much. Please tell your lovely wife, thank you for allowing me to spend this hour with Absolutely. you. This has been so good. I thought we were going to have more banter, but here it is. We think more alike then. <laughs> Barely, huh? We're very similar in, in our thought process. And I think that that happens. I always tell people that healing is a contact sport and you have to actively engage in it. So oh. listen to the podcast, go to the webinars, do the things, go to Andre, um, Andre's site so you can get this information and actively engage in the life that you want. Tuesday with Tamika family, continue to live a life to inspire and not impress. Lift as you climb, turn no trials into treasures, open up and allow God to restore you and love as if you've never been hurt. Until next, bye-bye. Thank you.